This is Des Linden, and you're listening to Dreams and Tangible Goals with Coach H. I just try to stay ready. You know, just whenever your name's called, just try to stay ready. And at the same time, just try to make the best decisions while I'm on the floor. So, I mean, not even just like you say, like catch fire, just score a whole bunch of points at once. I'm just trying to just make the right plays. It doesn't have to be scoring, just making the right plays defensively, offensively, and just, just try to help my team win, man. That's my main focus. So. And for you, obviously, this was a big game scoring, but really that whole bench, a lot of different guys stepped up and contributed. How important is for you guys as a group to impact games going forward? Um, I, I feel like it's important just for nights like this, man. I mean, I'm not even speaking on myself. I'm just speaking on, like, the guys I watch and, and see them make an impact off the floor every time they come in. Brad, Brad plays well, and that's the dude I like to follow and just watch him, how he makes an impact and he's always ready. So, But a lot of guys come off Grant, comes off the bench and plays well as well. So Javante, things like that. So it's big for games like this when we do get minutes and just try to make a, the best of them to help the team. How is it, the relationship between you and Brad Wanamaker growing over the course of the season? Because at one point it seemed that one of you and not the other might play, but it seems when you guys are on the floor together, you both can still make an impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, my relationship with him, it's, it's, it's important to me just because I, I feel like he does he does care at the same time, just knowing that I me mean, as a rookie going through ups and downs, he checks on me and just, just to follow after him, man. Like, he made second year in the league, but he's been around, he's been playing basketball for a while, so I like to listen to him, and he, he tries to help me. I can tell he really cares on how I do, so, I mean, I continue to watch out, watch watch things he do at times when I'm on the floor, just trying to make, make plays, so. Get your mind right, radio. Dreams of tangible goals. It's the number one podcast in the nation. Quan G, try the G35. You heard, hey yo, Quan, yo, where we from? Yo, man, it's like this, man. We so Boston that we used to boss it on beasts of social. You need to treat me from Jocelyn. My rap's unique and like a shake the flow. So uh-huh. I came along a beast with a freak that's awesome. Yeah. I bake the cake, give you a piece of the pie. Uh-huh. Flip it on the lake for a piece of the sky. Uh-huh. Keep it in tucked and put a Canada dry. Give you shots like Tatum if you want to be. Fly. Let's hurl, let's go. Dreams of tangible goals, get your mind right. Episode 15. We so Boston. Quam dropping the quick mean bars, but we are so Boston right now. Boston, Massachusetts, the city of champions. The mecca of minds of America. The mecca of minds of the world. When Martin McCarretta became Dr. King. When Detroit Red walked these Roxbury streets became Malcolm X. We saw Boston, 54th Regiment, Civil War. Boston, so Boston is Prince Hall. So Boston is Mattapan, Dorchester. So Boston, new kids on the block, new edition, Bobby Brown, BBD, so Boston. Shout out to Big Sugar. Rest in peace, Guru. So Boston. You heard? You know what I mean? Be back. Episode 15. Get your mind right, radio. We are so Boston. Fresh off of the Celtics recap. We vibing. 
Celtics is on fire. Mattapan, what up? Dorchester, stand up. East Boston, what up? High Park, what up? We so Boston. Brighton, All-Star, Alston, Jamaica Plain, South Boston, Oma Whitey Bolger, True Gangster, so Boston, the South End, so Boston, is, so Boston is New England, Clam Chowder, at the Charles River on the Esplanade, Harvard, it's so Boston, Fenway Park, is Boston, Uji, Simcoe's, so Boston. Malcolm X Park. So Boston. Tobin. So Boston. Wisco. So Boston. Norfolk Park. So definitely Boston. Shout out to everyone out there. Berkeley Music School. Northeastern Wentworth. So Boston. UMass Boston. So Boston. The Mecca of Mind, Suffolk. It's so Boston. You dig? But on this Saturday, we'll be traveling to Gardner, Massachusetts. Catherine Keating, representing Dorchester via O'Brien. Citywide, Boston Public Schools. Cross country is so Boston. History in the making. We'll see you on the line. Episode 15, guys. We just so ecstatic right now. We are so ecstatic that the Celtics are a nine and one doing their thing. I mean, my Celtics. If you've been walking with us since the beginning of the journey, you have seen that the Celtics basketball is moving this year. There is leadership in the locker room. There's chemistry in the locker room. You know, my main man, Carson Edwards, tonight ties a career high with 18 points. So proud of that dude. You know, we're going to drop that Carson Edwards interview later, later on. But, uh, yeah, shout out to the sound bites. Carson Edwards coming off the bench. The rookie showing that Danny is once again a genius in Brad's system that is exposing the league, dissecting the league. But now, the true test is coming up. The road ahead, we're entering on a five-game road. Five-game road trip coming up ahead. What will the Celtics be able to accomplish over those next five games? For me, I'm ecstatic. Kemba Walker, quiet as kept, averaging 25-26, been consistently leading the charge. We don't miss a beat. My main man, Gordo, goes down, and uh, Jalen Brown steps in. We do not miss a beat. Shout out to my man, Jalen Brown. We're going to drop that Jalen Brown sign by in a few. But, yeah, we're so Boston. Hey, yo, Quan. Yeah. Why are we so Boston? Well, why are we so Boston? Because we got the heart of the lion that can't be tamed. And it's uh, basketball-wise, it's red dot in the iron that you catch the flame. So that's the bottom line. You're dealing with the Celtics, man. You're dealing with a whole bunch of hungry guys that's ready to get at you. And they're allowing themselves to be coached. 
And the one thing is they enjoy playing with each other. When you enjoy playing with each other, it it just, you know, it takes your game to another level. You know what I mean? When people got confidence in each other, when it's time to play ball, then, you know, you're going to do what you have to do to be champions. And that's why it's so Boston. Home of the champions. Um, so what do you like about this team right now, Quam? Like, they're young, they're playing hard. You mentioned they're playing together, chemistry. What do you like about this team? I mean, for me, one thing I like is the way that they play defense. When you look at it, everybody's on a string, so the rotations are very good. And no matter what you do, even if you ball fake somebody and you're trying to go to the basket, somebody's ready to step in and take a charge. And everybody has to be on a string to do that. So I think they're communicating very well. And the communication is really what, um, you know, what's very important for everybody to be on the same same page. Ladies and gentlemen, the Celtics are sitting on top of the NBA. Yes, I know the rebuttal will be, relax, it's only 10 games. However, to my basketball world, to the basketball community, no one, no critic, no one, no analyst predicted this. So for Celtic Nation, we are going to embrace it. We are going to support the journey. And... um we're going to end it with some joints from So Boston. Survive so with me. 02119. 02124. This is So Boston. They say I'm crazy. I really don't care. That's not the rock of chill. They say I'm nasty, but I don't give a damn. Getting good is how I feel. Some nasty questions. Why am I so real? But they don't understand me. Yo, 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 yo. Understand, people. We are so, so Boston. This shut down. Every wedding around the world. Them boys from the 617. So Boston. I totally agree with you. The home, the city, the champions, the home of the abolition movement. It doesn't get better than this. You know?
Celtics defense is starting to make some adjustments. We got our bigs back. And Philly's showing me they're not going to be durable. I don't know. I don't want to wish the best, the worst for anyone. But to answer your question, the first game was a fluke. We're going to show people that. It's, it's really... It shows amazing the difference of chemistry. Like, because Brad's system is similar to Belichick's system. It's like the right players and the right pieces and the right plays execute well. And you can just see it. Jalen Brown's being creative. So, like, when I look at Philadelphia, yeah, Ben Simmons, you're still attacking the rack, but like, you, to be a premier player, the last dominant premier post player is Shaquille O'Neal. You can't be a, a player with the ball and not have any type of mid-range. So how far does that go? And back to Philly, Brad couldn't handle the millennials and Kyrie. He can't handle a millennial and Embiid. It's the same beast. I don't think Al can handle that. Al Horford is the man over in um, Al went to Philly and Al is there for, you know, obviously locker room presence and play and work on the court. And last year, the dominant personality in Kyrie overshadowed whatever Al could bring to the locker room here in Boston. So I believe it's the same thing. I believe that when Ben shows that he's chips and like he can go so far by just attacking the rack, you know, um, I think that's not going to work. Well, what about you think about Giannis? Do you think we have a chance against that? Well, you had mentioned earlier that the difference is that those guys are a bunch of seven footers and they're slow compared to a team like us. We're young, scrappy. So they may have the height. When you look at Chris Middleton, you know, he's a little banged up. Brooke Lopez was playing amazing last year. Ilasova, Kyle Cover, those guys are not defenders. Jalen Brown comes to clamp. Marcus Smart coming to clamp. You know, um, that makes it infectious for the Carson Edwards, for the gritty uh, Kemba Walker, Enos Cantor is going to, you know, they're going to get infectious. So when I look at those other teams, they don't have that type of defensive tenacity that we could potentially get to that dark place. So when you look at the Celtics right now and the makeup that they have, 
you're saying to yourself, what's the best thing that they do? Like, what's their bread and butter, in your opinion? What's the bread and butter, man? Like, come down towards last play of the game. What is it that you're thinking that, uh, and who do you want to be involved in that last play? What I have, what have we seen over the course of ten games? This is the data that we have. Over the course of ten games, um, Kemba Walker has asserted himself in the fourth quarter. So has um, Gordon Hayward, but minus the little bang up. But consistently, he's been Kemba Walker. I don't think. That changes. I think what we're seeing over the course of 10 games, that Gordon Hayward, last, let's say, three, four years, he defenses will key on him in the fourth quarter because he is Charlotte. He was the Charlotte Hornets. Now, defenses are not willing to shadow away from Tatum in the corner or Jalen in the opposite corner, someone in the box. Because now you, you do not want to leave your man, and that leaves Kemba Walker ready to shimmy somebody. He's ready to ginzo somebody now. So that allows him to do what he does well. And then, as you can see, Marcus Smart um, is playing phenomenal basketball. You mentioned earlier, it, you got to give probably all the credit to Popovich because them boys went over to um, or tied up for the U.S. World Championships. There was four of them: Marcus Smart, Kemba Brown, Kemba, um, Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. Those boys were gelling then, and then they brought that mojo back to Boston. And we are so bossed in 10 games in this motherfucking season. Excuse my French. Oh, I can see that right there. And hopefully we can, you know, stay with this momentum. But when you start thinking about the injuries and hoping they don't pile up because a lot of minutes get involved, that's where you got to hope that you have a bench that's deep and people can do the same thing. And in my opinion, in this early stage, you have a lot of contributors from the bench that have come in and basically been able to, you know, make to synthesize themselves right into the offense and to the defense and be able to, like, help the team continue to win. Who would you say are a few of those guys that you feel are contributors to what's going on right now um, based off of their playoff bench? I've been very vocal about it 10 games in. Brad's rookies. Grant Williams, loving his play. Carson Edwards, loving the play. Brad Wanamaker, loving the play. Daniel Tice, Robert Williams, which I call Roberto Williams, like healthy, the Celtics. People are going to love this team as the season continues to grow. This is going to go back to basketball. There's no quote-unquote, A-list premier player. No one has the major sneaker deal. The major sneaker contract is going back to just, I'm busting you down, basketball, in the gym, slapping the floor, playing defense. Like, But it's not Boston Garden, but it will be the TD Bank 
guarded. Celtics basketball is back. I want to hear that. I enjoy that. This is like, you know, again, one of my favorite teams of all time. You know, I, I watched basketball back. I started when, you know, of course, Larry Bird started. <laughs> so you guys still can't tell me there's a better player in ball than that guy. I hate to tell you that. You know what I'm saying? His name ain't Russell. Then I don't know anybody else that could be better. They could even be an argument. I literally watched with my own two eyes for six years, okay? Larry Bird put the work to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Now, people want to keep telling me, oh, yeah, well, Jordan didn't have nobody. Okay, well, I guess when Jordan played the other people, they didn't have nobody. And that's how he got his championships. So don't give me that job. Because when, when Bird played against him, we was undefeated against Jordan, you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs. It was Larry Bird that was the main contributor to that. Of course, you know, you had McKay, yeah, Robert Pat. Of course, you had a great team back then, too. Now, when I compare the two teams and when I think about what it takes to be able to win a championship and just, you know, organically really looking at the situation, like, this team ain't got a shot. <laughs> Not based off what we had before. But based on the new NBA and the way that I see that the way it works right now, I mean, anything can happen. Yep. I mean, you can take two guys from a team right away, bam, and win a championship, and that's what you did with Kawhi. And then, you know, an injury gets happens, and, you know, bam, next thing you know, the Raptors are championship. Lakers yeah. are trying to do the same thing. We're trying to do the thing. Well, we're going to do the thing. It's not about that. But think about the Lakers, right? I just got to say this. It's like, it's so corny for me when I look at players like LeBron, you know what I'm saying? You're calling guys up and getting all these guys. And I, I just don't like the way that it goes anymore. Like, I remember when, like, you know, say you want to stay there, you know what I'm saying, you want to be, you fall in love with somebody on these teams, man, they're out the door the next day, man, next thing you know, you're in Oklahoma, next thing you know, you're in, you're in Houston, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know, man. NBA is just so unloyal in that way, but anyway, that's not what we're, we're trying to get to, the main thing we're trying to get you to understand is that we, 9-1, nobody can see us, and everybody wants to be us, you know, and bottom line, we can be you, but you can't D us. Mmm. Mmm. We can D you, but you can't D us. Mm. How many teams can clamp up in the league? Not like the boys right now, because you got 141 points. You're scoring. Even though I say this, the other team got 130-something, too, so that's pretty good for them. But sometimes when you're just outpacing somebody, you don't even really worry about that. Because you know, they, they got good players, too. Let's not act like... They don't got IT who's healthy now, who wasn't getting 30 something for us against other people. Bradley Bill went to work. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, Barry Bill got like 40 something, you know. Yep. But again, like sometimes, you know, as a as a coach, you want to give one player the ability to be able to do that and you keep everybody else just locked up. And that's why, and you know where the ball is for the bottom line. Like sometimes you want to take everybody away and know where the ball is and just take your choice, your chances on that guy. You know, it just depends on what strategy you want to use. And obviously, Brad Stevens is using the right strategies. I feel like this is like one of the times, like right now, he has control. Or he's not really looking for control. The team is really controlling themselves. But he's put all the pieces in place to make them be comfortable to be able to do it. And plus, when it's time for a timeout, there's like literally only like one or two other coaches in the NBA that can drop a play as good as Brad Stevens, you know. He's a little shy, you know what I'm saying, but he's definitely, you know, he, he gets his point across 
by having action and showing people what he really can do. That's how I feel like he could coach older guys like that. You know, Quam, that upcoming five-game road trip, we're going to have the Warriors that are right now 2-9, and nine, the Kings that are 4-6, and six, the Suns that are 6-4, and four, then it gets real with the Clippers that are 7-3, and three, Nuggets and 7-3, and three, and currently the Celtics are 4-1 and one on the road. One loss and only loss in Philly. Let's say this, though. Let's be honest with ourselves. When you get to Phoenix, they're going to holler at you. Something. Booker's going to holler at you, man. They got some ballers out of Phoenix, man. Don't forget, you traded Baines there on some bull job. You know, so Baines is feeling slighted. If you look at Baines, Baines is in the best shape of his life. Yeah, okay? he is. Baines is killing right now. <laughs> he so is. When you go to it's like Puffy, let's be honest. You's a punker, you would see me with gloves. Remember that about the vibe about me being a thug? And that's how Baines is going to feel when he gets here. Because he's going to be pissed. Are you kidding me, man? Here it is. You give me a sucker deal. right? I take a cheap contract. And all of a sudden, as soon as you get a chance, buy out. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, bro. But big man, I swear. Cactuses. If there was any way to get Baines back, man, I would love to get Baines back. I wish they would make a trade, man. Trade whatever you got to do to get Baines back. We need Baines. Baines was tough, man. You remember when Baines got hurt last year? All of a sudden, everything just dropped. Everything dropped. Man. There's go a back point. to that point. There's a point. Yeah, there, Baines man. was beast, man. Baines, Baines was like a more, like I would say, a, a, a higher IQ Kendrick Perkins without the like mean grill. Like, you know what I mean? It was tough, man. I, I, I couldn't understand why they got rid of Baines. I was like, y'all must be crazy. So yeah, that dude's tough. And then they got these other guys in there, but I don't think they're better than Baines, man. Like the Poirier guy. Who the heck is he? Poirier is the guy from France. He's playing, getting some minutes. But you know. Yeah, yeah. Baines is there, man. Get him in. I'm still trying to figure out the Cantor situation. You know what I mean? I, I feel like you know he's been injured or something, but. I, I, I like to make a trade. I, I would like to trade somebody though and get somebody like that. Uh, I know you're going to like this, man. I like to get somebody like a Draymond, bro. Give me a tough guy in there for the playoffs, man. Something happened wrong. I need another big tough guy in, in there. In Brad, we trust. In Danny, we trust. In Danny, we trust. I'm just saying, if I get my choice, I'm looking at, like, you know, getting me a, another. Uh, a guy who stretched the floor for somebody who's just a tough guy, too. So y'all just be punking me around when it's time to be born. Uh-uh. In the playoffs, you got to be dealing with Giannis. And then next year, we're going to be dealing with Kyrie with Durant. So you okay. need to have two guys to get right on them. I put Durant, I put Draymond right on Durant because they pissed off at each other anyway. <laughs> then I got Marcus Smart to get on Kyrie. And, man, I'm straight with you two guys. And guess what? I blow you out. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Episode 15. Quam blessed the mic tonight. Good to have you, brother. I appreciate you. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Dreams, tangible goals, get your mind right. 
This Saturday, Catherine Keating will be running at the Old State Meet. Like I told y'all prior, many of y'all know, it's been a dream of mine starting this thing as a cross-country coach here in Boston Public Schools and have athlete make it to the dance. It's huge. So she is so Boston. We are so Boston. Shout out to everyone out here in the 617. Shout out to everyone that has moved to the 617 and have made it a place. Shout out to all the ladies that are in elected offices. Representative Liz Miranda, Ayanna Presley. Shout out to these sisters doing their thing. You know what I mean? Shout out to everyone that's checking in. I need you to subscribe. I need you, if you can, leave a review. I'm going to be on some platforms. It's time to grow. It's time to build this thing. You already know what it is. This is Coach H, a.k.a. I am Mr. Jump. See me on social media. Well, I'm blessed to Mike, Celtics are 9-1, we out.